And welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Wow. It has been a week. Um, Let me tell you. To say it's been a week is the ultimate understatement. I've been telling you guys that I'm going to bed early. That time just keeps getting earlier and earlier and earlier. I was in bed. I won't say sleeping. I was in bed by 7.30 one day last week. Like... Is that normal? Like, should I go to a sleep study physician and be like, yo, I know that I teach kindergarten, but is this too much sleep? He's probably going to look at me and be like, no, this is your body saying this is what you need. Okay. Been so tired. And then I had, you know, like there is absolutely no tired, like teacher tired. Like, let's just get it straight. Like try to argue me on that. Literally anyone you'll lose. I was so tired. So teacher tired. What was it? I don't know. Thursday. I woke up in the morning and I dipped my finger in pomade. Now, my pomade is like flat. Okay, it's flat and it's for my hair. And instead of rubbing it in my hands and then rubbing it into my hair, I rubbed it into my hands and then I proceeded to push it into my face like it was my moisturizer. Had to re-shower everything. My moisturizer is in a tube. It's not even the same. And I would like to sit here and tell you that this is the first time that I've been this teacher tired. It is not. I once grabbed my hairspray, which is an aerosol can, and sprayed it directly into my open mouth like my body was willing to receive hairspray in my mouth i know the next thing i was going to do was mouthwash but i took hairspray popped the cap off like you one does and sprayed it into my mouth like someone's holding a canister of that much what is it called bianca bianca it's called bianca right bananca bananca Bianca. Let's uh, let's look it up. I was right. It is Bianca. Like like someone's having an industrial sized can of that at their home to just spray constantly in your mouth. I don't know. One time even there was a time in my life where I lived like blocks away from my school, which was a blessing and a curse blessing because I got to sleep in to like the last minute other blessing because I got to go home for lunch a lot so I could like change over a load of laundry or let's be real nap if you guys aren't catching a trend sleep is one of my favorite things sleep is actually my love language the way to my heart is to just let me sleep okay so I lived super close and one time I don't even know how this one happened I thought I was a competent human And then I drove to work, got out into the parking lot and realized that I could feel the heat of the blacktop because I didn't have shoes or socks on. I went to school barefoot. What? That is teacher tired, you guys. I put this online and I started hearing like stories from other teachers who have experienced the same thing. Oh, wow. I'm not the worst. Let me just tell you that. 
One woman, instead of using contact solution, she used rubbing alcohol and put her contacts into her eyes. I was like, did you go blind or just get really drunk? Like, what happened? I don't even know. Apparently, she can see because she saw the keys and was able to type that to me. This one was great, though. This one woman. I can't even believe this happened. She was running late for work. She didn't have time to brew a cup of a pot of coffee. So she's like, I'm just going to grab an energy drink. She grabbed an energy drink. Okay. Flew to work, got there, had the energy drink in her hand, walked into work, said hello to her boss, went back to her desk, put the energy drink down, didn't have time to drink it. And now it was parent pickup. Now, if you're not a teacher and you're not a parent who has kids in school, parent pickup is when all the parents start like lining up their minivans, just start making a line. And then we as the teacher got to open the door, get the kid out and get him in school. Well, that's what we did in a, a pre-COVID world, at least. So she's like, I'll just drink my energy drink at parent pickup. She goes to parent pickup. She's got the energy drink in her hand the entire time. She's saying hi to parents. She's getting saying hello to the kids, getting them in school. Still doesn't have time to drink the energy drink. She went back into her classroom, sat down to take attendance, finally had the opportunity to take a sip, cracked it open, took a sip, and realized she grabbed a white claw. A white claw. A white claw. She walked past her boss and all those kids' families with a white claw in her hand. And lived to tell about it. She said that she immediately went to her boss and explained what had happened. And the boss just like died laughing and didn't even notice. Some bosses would not find that funny. If I was the boss, I would be like, can you go get the white claw? And can we split it in this office during this conversation? She did that whole thing with a white claw in her hand. That is hilarious. Another teacher, this one was crazy. She was so um, exhausted, right? She locked herself out of the house and didn't have the keys because she locked the keys in the house. So she called her husband to come get them so they could all go out to dinner and like then be let back in the house. On the way home, because the husband left early, he blew a tire and had to call AAA to go get her. It was a three-hour wait. It started to rain. They're getting drenched in rain. And then she realized, oh, my car is open. So she went to sit in the car. Her kids throwing a tantrum. She said she was just like bitching at her husband like crazy. He's not home yet. The baby is freaking out. It's like an, an older baby, I guess. She went to hug him to like calm him down. And he goes, mama, what's hard? What's hard? And she reached into her shirt and had her house keys in her bra the whole time. (laughs) That is, oh man, that is something. That's teacher tired. All right. If you see a teacher, a teacher, a teacher, I'm sorry, I'm having a stroke. If you see a teacher and they look tired, they're teacher tired. Let them sleep. Kindergarten's been just as wild this week. We had a unannounced fire drill again this week. Again. Now, if you don't remember, the last time we had a fire drill, I had a very elaborate conversation about how this was a not real 
fake drill for safety. And as soon as the alarm went off, the kids were like, is it real? Is it real? That happened yet again. They were convinced we were in a real fire, but I took more time to really like talk to them this time. So I would say only two kids were confused if it was real or if it was fake. Okay. The fire drill happens and one kid knocked over their chair as they were getting up and it was like right in the path of the rest of the line. So like the rest of the line couldn't go. And the girl who was next in line right by the fallen chair just stood there and looked at it. I had a kid. He's one of my favorites. All the way in the back of the line, he screamed at the rest of the line. He goes, if this was a real fire, we'd all be dead. Move the chair. (laughs) I'm like, you're five, but you get it. Move the chair. You would. You would all be dead. I did go into a little bit of a state of panic, though, because this fire drill was um, unannounced. I do have a really bad experience with an announced fire drill. We had a fire drill at one of my old schools when I taught in Michigan. And I don't know if this is everywhere, but like the fire marshal would just like come into the school every once in a while and tell the secretary to pull it and then like pull the alarm. And then they would evaluate like how well we did. That seems like, Super sketch. I think that fire marshal was just like probably the high school bully and was still taking it out on people. Anyway, so he does that. And um, my class had to walk past the office in order to go to our fire safety spot after drills were done. So I always would count the kids in the classroom like as they're leaving the classroom. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever. So we get to our fire spot. We're all there. And my teacher goes, you got my principal. You got them all? I'm like, yep, threw up the green card. We got them all. We're all here, whatever. She's like, you're sure? I'm like, yep, we got them all. Fire drill ends. The entire school is on the blacktop. The fire marshal gets on the friggin' megaphone. It was like, some of you teachers need to reteach yourself a few things about counting. Bring them out and One of my students just eating a friggin' bag of chips comes jolly along, comes out of the office and boop, 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 right back into my line. I'm like, what the hell happened? When we walked past the office, the fire marshal snagged one of my kids to see what I was going to do. Foul play. That was foul play. However, (laughs) I'm now really good at fire drills. So I do have to say that the humiliation that that fire marshal made me go through did kind of strike a nerve. So I am like overly anal about counting the kids during fire drills now, but still, and apparently they just, they like lured him in too. I had to talk to the kids. I'm like, first of all, you should have been in line. Second of all, Don't talk to strangers. This man who you've never met offered you a bag of chips to come sit in the office. I understand we're in school, but like, what? And now my ass is on the line, not yours. And hand me the Doritos while you're at it. The week lightened up, though. For science, we got a shipment of goldfish 
because that's what we're going to be studying now, this goldfish habitat. It's cute. The kids are excited. I'm excited for them. I'm not trying to mess with goldfish. I don't really have great luck with animals in the classroom. I mean, I do, but I also don't. I This is not a joke. I had a, another school that I worked in where the animal shipment that they gave us was giant. Yep, that's the first word of this animal. Giant Madagascar. Okay, we live in Michigan. Probably shouldn't send me anything from Madagascar. Giant Madagascar hissing. Hissing. I don't think you need to bring anything around my children that's going to hiss at them. Gets better. Giant Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. There's something you guys got to know about me. I'm not really afraid of a lot of stuff. Like, I'll bungee jump. I'll do all this. I jumped out of a plane, went skydiving with a bunch of friends. I love snakes. I, I'm not, I, nothing really freaks me out like that. I do not mess with cockroaches. No, not at all. I don't know why. It's crazy that they can live through almost anything. They like survive Chernobyl. I don't know. Like cockroaches are just, they're aliens. I think the movie Men in Black is what freaked me out about co Even talking about them right now, my skin is crawling. Lol! No, I don't like them. Whenever they have those episodes of like Fear Factor and stuff where people have to stick their head in a box of cockroaches, I'm like, here's the thing. You couldn't pay me to go on this show to do that. Okay, I'm, you could probably pay me. I'm a teacher. Let's not get it twisted. But also, hell no. And they got disease and shit. Anyway, for science, we had to do giant Madagascar hissing cockroach. You guys, we made friggin' I, like chariots for these things. I'm not kidding. We glued these little carts to their backs with like wire and stuff. And then we had little weights and we had to do measurements to see how much weight these cockroaches could pull. I'm like, you not only sent me cockroaches that are hissing at us, that are from Madagascar, but they're friggin' like hawked out strong? What toxic waste dump did you get these things from? And why are they in my classroom? Hell no. God, it was not. Okay, but here's the worst part. I came back to work one day and the cockroaches were not in the box. They were gone. They had evaded. They were no longer with us. They were nowhere to be seen. Okay. They had to fumigate our entire building that weekend because apparently, oh, who knew if a Madagascar hissing cockroach gets out in Michigan, it's considered an invasive species. And none of you assholes thought about this before you sent me a box of giant Madagascar hissing cockroaches. You guys, I haven't even told you. These things were the size of my friggin' hand. They're about as thick as a bratwurst and about as long as my hand. I'm six foot three. I got a big old basketball player's hand. Don't know how to play the game for the life of me, but it's a big ass hand. Okay? 
These things were no joke. I, we could have probably wiped out all the greenery in all of Michigan if these cockroaches got out. They never did. And they did never find the bodies either. But I tell you what, though, they didn't do giant Madagascar hissing cockroaches anymore after that. Didn't send it to me. If I would have known that was going to happen, I would have let those little assholes go sooner. Running around the school. I don't need them. Mm-mm. Nope. Another thing that I failed on is my very first year teaching. Young, 22, fresh face, no wrinkles, pretty good hairline. Could still drink on the weekends and go to work fully rejuvenated the next Monday. Those days are gone. 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 Okay. I thought it would be a good idea to have a class pet that's a rabbit. Pause. Let me tell you what. Rabbits are not good pets. Okay. They're a lot harder to take care of than you think. Don't get a rabbit. That's It's a lot. And come to find out, apparently there's a big problem with people having rabbits for pets. <laughs> Because they're too hard to take care of. And they go to the shelters all the time because people don't want their rabbits anymore. Don't get a rabbit. Please listen to the rest of this story and do what I didn't do. Okay? I got a rabbit. Not only did I get a rabbit, this rabbit species was called a uh, lion head rabbit. This thing was so fluffy Half the time when I was holding it, I didn't even know if I was looking at its face or its asshole. It was that furry, okay? It looked like a moving throw pillow. All right? Stark white. Stark white. A little gray spot on its butt and a little gray spot on the tip of his face. I don't know which ends his asshole or appetite. It's just, that's how it is. The, we named it Re- Rosie the reading rabbit. And what we used to do in the classroom is, well, the idea was I would open her cage, which by the way, this rabbit was an asshole and he would stamp his feet on the cage really hard so that we would let him out. So I ended up making like basically a back patio for this thing that was about a fourth of the size of my classroom where it could just like run around in this little playpen because it was always so antsy so anyway during silent reading time I would let Rosie roam the room and if she hopped into your lap you could read your book out loud to her so it would practice your oral reading and your silent reading at the same time that was the vision but what would really happen is I would let Rosie out and she would run underneath my book cabinet and shit that's what happened Okay, I had I had like the end of the day, I would wheel this cabinet and just put her little tiny little dime sized poops into a dustpan. I'm like, girl, you're supposed to teach these children how to read. Okay, God. So that was her thing. She did a few times go to a few kids and they got to read to her. And they when that happened, it was magic. Like, let me tell you, the idea was good in theory. It was not good in practice. If Okay, this next part's a lot to stomach, so hold on to your seats. We were learning about animal, like, adaptations and environments and all of that, right? And it started to get warm out. Now, in the springtime, when it starts to get warm out in Michigan, 
it could literally be 45 degrees and the entire state is wearing Adidas flip-flops with socks, capris, and cap sleeve t-shirts like we're on our way to Myrtle Beach. Like, I don't know. That's just how, that's how we did it. And that's how it's going to keep going for a long time. It's like a really nice day. And I'm like, you know what? Let's take Rosie outside. We never really get to take her outside. She does like to be outside. She can like eat the grass. So I got this idea. I'm like, I'm going to let her go outside far away from us. And then we're going to sit with our science journals and we're going to observe and take notes again. Great in theory. So I put her on one side of the field. Okay. And we sat all the way in the bleachers of the baseball diamond. So we could still see her in the grass. She was sitting there eating. Um, I, we're probably 30, 40, 50 feet away. Okay. And it's great. She's doing her thing. All the kids are quiet watching her take notes. It, she's loving eating all this clover and all this grass and stuff. Does anyone see a problem? I got a stark white rabbit in the middle of short, green, manicured grass. No, no one sees a problem. Let me tell you what the problem was. We're sitting there. We're watching Rosie eat. And out of nowhere, a hawk comes and swoops her ass up and took her somewhere. I'm pretty sure he ate her, but I don't know where they went. My class is screaming, screaming bloody murder, and I don't know what to do. Before I can do anything, my number one asshole in the class, who I love, I use that as a tournament dear man. He was one of my favorites, but he was an ass. This, I keep saying, he was. He turned to the class put his hands in the air and said, it's the circle of life and it moves us all. Get out of here. What a very appropriate song to be singing right now, but get out of here. I had to walk them all to the class. I gave them anything I could find. Candy, treats. My number one thing is like, I got to get this off their minds. Did I get it off their minds? No, because when it was the end of the year and we had to talk about what was the like most interesting part of fourth grade. Yeah, pretty much every single one of them said something about when we watched our rabbit get eaten by a hawk. Oh, they're in college now. I hope they're okay. If any of them are listening, best wishes to you. Anyway, I'm just really nervous about the goldfish. I know I went on a tangent. I'm really nervous about the goldfish. The goldfish, it's a goldfish. Goldfish don't stay alive that long unless you're like a koi in a really well-manicured Japanese pond somewhere. This goldfish is not, I bet it's dead already. How am I going to explain that to a room of five-year-olds that their fish died? At least Rosie got eaten to 10-year-olds watching. Oh, man. I should probably go buy a goldfish right now just to have his backup. Yep. Yeah, I think that might be what I'm going to do. I want to take a second and say hello to our newest Patreon fans. 
Amanda Stratton, Alyssa Shelton Curry, Brittany Lynn, Tamara Cloacy, Jennifer Walchi, Sam Dater, and Dina. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the Patreon. You guys can join the Patreon, too. Yep, that's where you're going to get all that good stuff. All the raw, real, unedited, unfiltered bonus podcast episodes. That's right. And thank you guys who are all on there. That's how we keep the podcast going. You can join the Patreon too. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. And we have a Zoom comedy teacher show coming up for the Patreon members. So if you want to come to that, uh, make sure that you join Patreon. We'd love to have you there. And uh, thank you guys for joining. I appreciate it. Now, last week too, I told you about how I'm calling the recycle bin mother nature's mailbox wow okay they are very excited for mother nature coming up here they're like so stoked i think i'm gonna do mother nature voicemails eventually but tomorrow i'm gonna put a letter for them outside of the classroom window like tape it to the outside of the window then like and put it up really heavy they're gonna be like what is it what is it i'm like oh my god it's a letter get it and they're gonna be like we can't it's on the other side of the glass i'm gonna fill it with like old leaves and stuff and it's gonna be a letter from mother nature i'm gonna read it to them they're gonna be so excited and then eventually mother nature will be coming at this class with her voicemails with her mother nature voice but last week I asked you guys to show me your Mother Nature voices on Instagram. Hysterical. This one girl, okay. She had probably 17 Instagram story slides talking herself off a ledge to explain to everyone. You guys, it's going to be really weird. I listen to this podcast. I have to do a Mother Nature voice. Um, okay, so here it is. And then the first time she went to do it, it didn't work. <laughs> so she went to did it again. So for the dedication, Miss Tabitha Dot Burkhart is our winner this week. I'm going to send you a Mr. D swag pack. You're going to get the shush fan. You're going to get a beaded lanyard for your keys, your teacher keys. You're going to get a candle that says mama needs a minute. I'm going to give you a shot glass that says after school snack. Because I think you need it, Tamara. I think you need it. You guys can win some Mr. D swag pack too. With all this swag merch in it. All this good teacher stuff. All you have to do is take a picture of, take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. Tag me in it. I mean, say something funny or why you like it. Usually the funny ones are what get my attention. I'll just say that. And then, uh, yeah, I'll gladly ship you some of this stuff, too. All right, you guys. I got parent-teacher conferences coming up, too. I am, yeah, I'm freaking out. There's, like, there's parents and then there's kindergarten parents. And kindergarten parents, like, haven't sent their kids to school yet. So they don't really even know what's going on. So they ask a lot of questions. And they make a lot of assumptions and things. I don't blame them at all. I think they're fantastic. But kindergarten parent-teacher conferences are more, way more work than any other grade. Because you're teaching the kids how to school, but you really are teaching the parents how to school too. Which you have to do a good job with that because that sets all the other grades up for success as it goes on. So I do have my work cut out for me this week. I definitely got to do some prepping for that. So... I'm going to head out. I made some time for myself this weekend. And I hope 
that you guys did too. Laugh. Enjoy life. Take time for you. I tell you that every single week. Literally, if listening to this podcast is it, that's amazing. And thank you. If listening to this podcast with a glass of wine or a white cloth like that one teacher. <laughs> Power to you, girl. Power to you. Hey, I love you guys so much. I thank you all for listening to the podcast. This is incredible. It's blown up. We have listeners from all over the world listening to this thing. And uh, I cannot wait to get back on the road to see you guys at my live shows. It's coming up. It's coming up this summer. The School's Out for Summer Tour is coming to a city near you, hopefully. Stay tuned. I'll give you more about that as it comes out. And that can be your R&I, right? That can be making time for yourself. Come to my live show. We'll laugh together. We'll have a few drinks. It'll be a whole thing. All right, I got to get ready for these conferences. And until next time, I'll see you next week. Bye.